Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Gina Bianca podcast, where we talk about life, business, entrepreneurship, the beauty industry, and beyond. My name is Gina Bianca, life and business coach, salon owner, educator, mastermind mentor, and your host of the Gina Bianca podcast. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Gina Bianca podcast. So grateful y'all are listening and tuning in every week. I'm so grateful. I was just teaching in Charleston, South Carolina, and in Atlanta, Georgia, and during class, so many of you guys mentioned the podcast and how much you love it and how you listen to it every day, and it's like... I don't know. I just felt like the warm and fuzzy feelings, I guess, for lack of a better term. I was just so like humbled by it because I started the podcast back, you know, in 2019, 2020. And it was a journey kind of learning how to use everything and like trying to stay inspired to create new episodes all the time. And I've taken breaks here and there, but hearing how important it is to all of you and how much it means to you, it really gave me the motivation to like come home and record a new episode. I was like, I gotta, you know, do something. And I was like, what should I talk about? What should I talk about? And I had a DM from one of my followers and she asked me, she was like, can you please talk about reviews, like how to handle bad reviews? And I was like, thank you, because I was looking for a topic. So thank you to my follower who messaged me and inspired me with a topic. So if you have any topic ideas, please send me a DM at I am Gina Bianca. I respond to DMs as soon as I can. And if I don't respond, send it again because sometimes they get lost or disappear. Instagram is weird. But yeah, so she asked me if I could talk about bad reviews or how to handle reviews and if having, you know, the review platforms are even worth it. And I thought it was the perfect topic to discuss today. So when we talk about reviews, we're usually referring to Yelp or Google reviews, but there's a lot of places people can leave you reviews I would say Google reviews would be the most important because if someone is searching for a hairstylist or a salon or a small business, they're gonna search Google. And I would first off recommend having your Google My Business listing dialed in because it's free, number one. You can have photos, your website, you can have all of your information and booking links kind of integrated into Google and that's where you can share your reviews or where people can review you the most. So in my salon, you know, we have the network salon set up for Google reviews and we also have the network yoga set up for Google reviews. And when we first opened the yoga studio, that was the first thing that I did. I opened up uh, Google My Business. I set up the network yoga. I uploaded a ton of pictures. I got the website all set up, added that in. And I immediately sent it to all of my friends and family and just said, can you please write me a review for the yoga studio? And we sent it out to all of the students asking them, please share a review with us. 
We also get reviews on MindBody and those are helpful too for the yoga studio because a lot of people kind of book through MindBody and they can see reviews of the class, the teachers, and the studio as a whole through MindBody. But for new students and new clients to find us, people are usually looking at Google reviews. Sometimes people use Yelp as well. I think Yelp is worth it to set up. It's better to have a set up Yelp profile than to have somebody add your business in and just leave you a review when the business isn't claimed. So if you don't already, I would add to your list to set up your Google and your Yelp pages so that you can have you can control the information on there. So if you haven't already for your space, I would have a photo shoot done. We actually have a brand photo shoot shot list that you can get completely for free on our website. I'll link it for you guys below. Or you can visit www.thenetworkmastermind.com slash branding shot list. And this will give you some ideas for a brand photo shoot. Like when you hire a photographer, you'll have them come in and you can use this shot list and customize it however you want. So you have some photos to put on your website. If you don't have any right now, just take a few of your space and throw those up online. Make sure they look good, crisp and clean. Make sure you wipe your lens and just take a few pictures of the area that you're working in. If it's a small business, if it's a salon, you know, taking pictures of the outside, the inside, and some of your work is amazing. Uh, definitely is going to get more hits and people like to see where they're going. Another thing that you can do, which we did at the network, and if you go to the networksalon.com, you can look and see our like virtual tour. We did a YouTube video of me giving an actual tour of the space. And then we also hired a real estate photographer who came in and did a 360 virtual tour. So from the street to the inside of the building. So people like know how to get in. They know what to expect for all the people with anxiety and all of the overthinkers. This is amazing uh, that they can like almost preview your business before they come in. So first things first, you want to make sure you have your platforms all set up. So your Google My Business and your Yelp set up. Next, you want to go to your Google My Business and click reviews. So if I go to google.com, I type the network salon, and then I click where my reviews are. It says 4.9 stars, and then it says 95 Google reviews. I'll click 95 Google reviews, and then my reviews will come up. And then in the upper right-hand corner, it says get more reviews. So if you click that, it will give you some links. So you can do the review link and copy it. And my biggest recommendation and what we do and I continuously coach my students to do is to create a text or a paragraph or whatever and use this link. So you could write something that says like, hey, I hope you enjoyed your experience. If you have a moment, please write us a review and then include that link and you can send that out. So that could be on your receipt, that can be via text, it could be via DM, however you communicate with your clients, but asking them to write a review, you will generate, I'm not kidding, like. 100% more reviews. 
So I highly recommend doing that. And one way that you can make that easy on yourself is to kind of draft it out and then use text or placement. So text or placement is an amazing uh, feature on your iPhone. And I'm sure you have it for Google phones as well. I think it's called your notepad or something. I'll look it up. But um, for iPhone, you go to settings, then general, then keyboard, then text replacement, and you hit the plus sign and you're able to create shortcuts. So you know when you type OMW and it pops up on my way? This is text replacement. So on my phone, I have the shortcut being R-E-V-V-V, so like review, but I just do three Vs because I would never type that. It's not gonna interfere with my everyday texting. And then once I type R-E-V-V-V, what will pop up is that little paragraph. So I can send it out to more people easier and it just gives me a little shortcut. So if you're not using text replacement yet, you can use it and it will change your life. So some things that I use text replacement for are for my review link, obviously. I also use it for my renters at the network. You know, they all have a link on our website that has their contact info, their bio, their photos, their Instagram, all of their info is on our website and they each have a page. So it would be like the networksalon.com slash Judy. And when someone's looking for a hairstylist, instead of me having to type out the networksalon.com slash Judy, what I'm going to do is take her first and last initial and create a text replacement. So for the shortcut, it might be JCCC. So that's her first initial and then her last initial three times. And then what will pop up is her booking link or her website link. Uh, this is a really important shortcut that I promote my artists with. So if someone's like, I'm looking for a hairstylist on a community forum, I'll be like, oh, try out these artists. Here's their booking link. So I'll know who's taking appointments and who's not. And I'm easily able to direct people to their website page by using text replacement. I also use text replacement for my email. I have EEE and my email pops up. I have some hashtags. I have my TikTok link. I have my website links on text replacement. It just makes my life so much easier. So just a little bonus tip for you guys. And now we'll kind of talk about how to handle reviews now that you know how to set up your review platforms and how to start getting more reviews. Before I hop in and start talking about how to handle negative reviews as a business owner, I want to remind you all that I'm currently on tour. So if you want to come see me, these are the cities I'll be visiting. I'll be visiting Phoenix, Arizona on March 13th. I'll be visiting Tacoma, Washington on March 19th. Vancouver, BC, and Canada on March 20th, and I'll be in Denver, Colorado on April 3rd. I'll be in Indianapolis, Indiana on April 16th. I'll be in Detroit, Michigan on April 17th. 
I'll be in Toronto on April 23rd. I'll be in Montreal on April 24th. I'll be in Minneapolis on April 30th. I'll be in Milwaukee on May 1st. And I will be in London, England on May 21st. So go ahead and visit GinaBianca.com for tickets. I hope I see you guys there for my masterclass where we're going to be going over color placement, business, pricing, boundaries, and so much more. All right. So we've all gotten a bad review at one time or another. And if you haven't yet, then you're pretty lucky because with the internet, you know, if someone loves their hair, they love their service, maybe they'll tell one or two people, but if they hate it and have a bad experience, they're gonna tell a lot more people. It should be opposite, but you know, it is what it is. So let's talk about avoiding bad reviews first. So to avoid bad reviews, I used to set up my service during the consultation to just let the guests know that I want them to be happy from the time they walk in to the time they come back. So I'll let them know, you know, if if you need anything, please reach out to us uh, and let me know so that I can make it right. And I really try to kind of set up my relationship with my guests so they feel comfortable letting me know if things didn't go quite right. Another thing you can do is on your receipt, you can have your review link, but right below it, if you're not 100% satisfied, please reach out to us directly and we'll be happy to make it right. So giving them options instead of going straight to Yelp or straight to Google to write a negative review. A lot of the times people may feel they don't have other options, so they just go straight to these platforms and It really is not fun, but sometimes that's just what people do. Or people have such a horrible experience that they go, they're already writing a review when they get out to their car, right? And that's obviously not what we want to happen, but it happens, right? So let's talk about it. So imagine you're going about your day and you get a notification that a customer left you a review and it's a one star, two star, three star review. And you go through, you open it up, your heart's racing, you already like know who the client is or maybe you don't, maybe you're a salon owner and you don't even know who the client is at this point but you start reading it and it's a negative review and immediately you start to feel that like fight or flight response kick in. You start to feel upset. You might start to feel angry. You might have the guest writing a whole bunch of things that aren't even true or maybe they're embellishing or exaggerating a lot. You know, you start to get really upset. The first thing that I want to share is that you have to take a deep breath and take a pause. You want to respond to reviews right away, but you want to make sure that you're in a good state for a response that's not hysterical, right? I heard this thing from my therapist and it was so good. She goes, if it's hysterical, it's historical, And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) that is so good. We could all meditate on that for like a month, right? If it's hysterical, it's historical. 
So if you're not in a good place, like with your mental health, if you're maybe burnt out and maybe you're not charging enough, maybe you're emotional discounting, maybe you're triple booked and you have nowhere to fit a new client in, or maybe you were just sick for two weeks and you're trying to get all your clients in. Uh, there's a lot of things that could be going on at work and at home that could affect our mental health. And getting a review like this could ignite some anger, some sadness. And usually responding from this state is not great. So I would recommend sleeping on it because even though we're embarrassed, right, you have to remember that like, just because you got a notification of the review doesn't mean everybody on planet Earth got the notification. Nobody's going to see that review unless, I mean, I'm not going to say nobody's going to see it, but in 24 hours, like a million people aren't going to see that, you know, so you are 100% entitled to sleeping on it. So you can take a big deep breath, sleep on it, and think about how you want to respond. And I would recommend responding within 48 hours. You want to respond right away, but you don't want to respond in a frantic or hysterical state. So step one is to gather yourself, take a breath, and get yourself into a good state before you respond. And Sending the review to like 20 people so that you can complain and bitch with them and gather sympathy from them. You know, if you're a salon owner, sending it to your whole team might not be a good idea because then you're going to go ahead and stress everybody out and they're going to egg you on and you're not going to be moving toward a good state. You're going to be moving away from a good state. So if the review is about you personally, maybe you're a booth renter or a suite owner or a single business owner, then think about the service. So step two would be really think about that service and what happened. And if it's not you, if you're a salon owner and it's with one of your staff, after the 24 hours, meet with the staff member and speak with them about what happened and get as much information as possible so that you kind of know what happened and what's going on. You know, if you're a salon owner and you respond to something like this with no context and you don't know the whole story, it could get worse because you just won't be able to communicate effectively without knowing the whole story. If this is just about you and you kind of know what happened and what went wrong, then you already know what happened and you should be okay to respond. The next thing that you want to do is respond. So if you're on Google or Yelp, you do have the opportunity to respond. And then the thread ends. So the review, the reviewer can't respond to your response. So you will have the final say as the business owner. So really think about your response and what you can do is you can have almost a template for this if it happens a lot. Like if you get a lot of reviews and some of them are negative or some of them aren't perfect, you can have a template that you can go back to. You can just keep it in your notes if you want. But chances are 
unless there's some real red flags in your business, you're not going to be getting a million bad reviews all the time and really need a template, but it's good to have. So I would craft your response short, sweet, polite, kind, and with a motivation to make it right for the customer. So if a customer writes a review and they say, let's just, let's just make something up, right? Uh, what if they say, I got my hair done by Sally. My experience was not great. My hair ended up being more brassy and I didn't want it to be brassy. I would not recommend. I would not go back. Whatever, whatever. What you can do is respond to the review short and sweet and say something along the lines of, Hi, Sally. Thank you so much for your feedback and for taking the time to share a review. I would love to discuss this further with you. We take pride in all of our guests being extremely happy with their service. And obviously something has gone wrong and we would love to make it right. Please contact me at insert phone number, insert email, whatever. And we will be happy to make this right for you. Period. And that's it. And you can sign it, your name, and then you can put your title. So if it were me, I would put Gina Sicard, owner of the network. That way, going forward, because you can't delete reviews, right? So that way, if somebody goes through and they see this review and they see your response of being like, hello, I acknowledge something happened. I would love to make it right for you. And, you know, you're responding as the business owner. This is good. This is showing how you handle when things don't go right. So reviews are bad reviews are an opportunity for you to show the world how you do business, even if things don't go 100 percent as planned. So the next step is to hopefully take the conversation offline. So. You can include in your response, we have reached out to you and hope to hear back from you. You can contact us here. Uh, and then after you've responded to the review, I would give it, you know, a minute or two and then reach out to them uh, and just say, hey, we saw your review. We would love to talk with you on the phone to try and make this right for you. So there's a lot of things that could go wrong, right? Someone's hair could not lift correctly. Someone could have a lot of damage to their hair. Someone's hair could be too dark. Usually we can fix it, right? But in the situations where we can't fix it or the situations where we've made a mistake, which it happens, like I've made mistakes on people's hair before. And what I usually will do is I will offer to have them come in for a redo, so if their hair is too dark, for example, it'd be like, come on in, I can pull out your toner or I can lighten out the color and we can make it right. So I'll have them come in for a redo and if they've paid for their service and it's not right and they need a redo, that redo will be free. And that's how I've always done it. You know, some people have different ways of resolving things, but for the most part, I've done the redo complimentary. If the hair is worse or doesn't get better or if it's, you know, you, 
you can't fix it for some reason, uh, which is a reason within your control. Maybe you don't have the skill set to fix it. Maybe you made a mistake on the initial service, which has made it now impossible to get to the client's goal. Or, you know, maybe you've cut their hair too short or, you know, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. But if it's a mistake that you've made, I would have them come in for a redo and hopefully make it right. If the redo does not go right, I would issue them a full refund for their service and profusely apologize and say, listen, I'm so sorry this didn't go well. I want to refund you your money. Um, and, you know, hopefully in a few weeks you can come back and we can continue working on it. Or, you know, maybe you're not the salon for them and they have to go somewhere else, which I feel like that would be the worst case scenario. You know, they, you get, they get their hair done, they write you a review because it's bad. They come in for a redo, the redo doesn't go well, you issue them a refund and they go somewhere else. That's like probably the worst case scenario, but what ends up happening is, by issuing them a refund and apologizing and letting them know like, hey, like this did not work out, I'm, you know, whatever. There's so many ways this can go and things that could happen, right? So I can't really be as specific as I'd like to be, but at least you will try to leave them with the best impression of you as possible. Like if they leave a bad review because of a bad service and then you do the redo and it's bad and then they leave and there's no refund or nothing, they're not going to have a good experience from you. They're not going to have a good impression of you. So the worst case scenario is like that happens, right? I would do my best to leave people with the best impression of us as possible. And sometimes these services like redos and refunds, this gets really expensive, right? But hopefully they're not happening all of the time. That's why it's so important to elevate your skills and your consultations and be able to say no if things aren't going as planned or if you really don't think what they want is possible. So during the review, when you're responding, it's good to acknowledge the issue, you know, like say the guest is like, my hair is very brassy and my hair is not blonde, it's orange. You can say, you know, I, in your review, you shared that your hair is not as light as you wanted it to be. This could be for many reasons. And for that, we apologize. Like you can acknowledge what they're saying. Like you don't want to gaslight them and be like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, you want to acknowledge what they're saying. But if what they're saying is not true, you can politely share your side of the story, right? So if somebody says, my stylist was an hour late and I was late to my next appointment or something, you could say, hey, we let you know that we were running behind. Still, it's not acceptable and not what we wanted, but we did offer you another time. You know, if something happens where you have to politely explain your side of the story, do it, but make sure it's politely and you're not on there like calling the guest a liar, you know, because people will read that and be like, wow, this stylist or salon owner is just gaslighting this customer. You want to make sure everything that you share is polite and kind. And if you don't know how to share it that way, better to not share it and better to try to get the conversation offline. So talking to them on the phone and 
doing your best to have your response be as polite, professional, and as kind as possible. So the most important thing about reviews is to learn from the feedback. So even negative feedback is good feedback. I love feedback and I really appreciate it. Um, you know, not every review I'm going to get is going to be perfect, but if someone is going to give me the feedback, even if it's in the way of a review, which I'd much rather it be through an email or a direct contact, I'm still going to take that feedback, be grateful from it, be, be grateful for it and learn from it. So use any feedback you get from reviews as a positive that you got the feedback and that you can grow from it. And of course, like we said in the beginning of the episode, you want to encourage positive reviews by sharing your review link with your clients and making sure when your guests say, oh my gosh, I love my hair, asking them to write a review for you because sometimes they'll say it and then, you know, if you take two seconds to just send them the link and they can do it really quick, they are more likely to write a review then. So I hope this episode was helpful. And again, I'm so thankful for all of you for listening to the podcast. If you have other topic ideas, please send them over to me via DM and I'll see you on the next one. Oh,